Welcome to Explorers Wanted. We are a weekly Numenera actual play podcast. I will be your sweet and kind and gentle GM, woo-woo, Daniel Anderlich. With me today is Samson Davis. We've been playing together for six years, and we still absolutely suck at planning. We do, yeah. We do. We blow. One day we'll get it right. Alex Finn. I'm just here to remind you that there's that game where Kirby eats everything and just puts it in his mouth. Is that all Kirby games? Well, like, there's the one where he, like, decides, yeah, I'm going to eat a car. Yeah, I'm going to eat a vending machine. Oh, yeah, my daughter was playing that today. You're just like, this is insane, because, like, then you, like, really look at him with it in his mouth, and you're like, he's just mouthing that thing. It is wearing him like a skin suit, because if you turn him around, you'll see his little legs, and you're just like, how does this work out? And Stace Babcock. I'm just here so I don't get fined. (laughs) (laughs) You know what is fine, though? Die Hard Dice. (laughs) Die (laughs) Hard Dice. They are an online purveyor of beautiful polyhedral shapes for you to use in your TTRPG shenanigans. They come in so many different colors and designs that you're going to find one that is going to speak directly to your soul. It's going to reverberate all through your body, and you're going to need to get it. And when you do get it, if you use our code EXPLORERSWANTED at checkout, you get 10% off your order. You get your strange soul dice for a little bit cheaper, and you're helping to support your favorite podcast. So why don't you just do it or tell a friend to do it? Die Hard Dice. All right. Who remembers what happened last time? I'm going to pick on Stace. Yeah. Thanks for noticing. I was desperately trying to remember. Like, this isn't like we don't do this every single episode. So last time, Ezra got captured again through no fault of her own at the Transit Guild. And was dragged back to a different experiment room. Meanwhile, Magpie and Ilson fought their way, snuck their way, whatever their way through the transit guild until they found Esri's belongings and then found Esri, who was strapped to a table in a room that was rapidly filling with maroon gas. So Ilson ran in there, released the restraints. Got Esri out of there, put a mask on Esri first, which was like very, very good, like NBC protocol. So good job. (laughs) And then they got out of there. How did we leave? We got down to the first or up to the first floor and then we climbed out a window and we scurried our way back down to the Warrens. We saw a few ghouls, which was weird. Magpie disappeared for a while and then rejoined the crew back at the Enclave and that point ilson went to her day job being a reporter and i did kind of lose the thread here but ended up at the museum was that for a separate story that ilson was pursuing or was that related to the heist that was her own thing but she was trying to see if she could tie it into heist that we are in the middle of oh okay so went and interrogated someone pretty high up senator uh, is it inter- no, just interviewed interview. the, the curator. curator. Oh, my bad. The curator. It was a casual thing. It was super cash. I'm only tier one. I'm not interrogating anybody yet. Magpie went and scouted the mansion that we were going to break into. Yes. And while she was doing that, Esri took double naps because Esri was almost double dead. And then at nightfall, the crew went out to execute the heist. The plan was... Ilson and Magpie would run in first, past the guards, mm-hmm. find a way for Esri to easily get into the building, which they did. And Esri kept guard at the bottom of the stairs while the other two went to the study where 
Magpie was pretty sure she saw the ledger that we were looking for, but it had a complex lock, right? So the two of them went up there while they were trying to figure out the lock. Guard came inside the door, and Esri was right there, and fighting ensued. Or is about to ensue? Is that where we ended? About to, I think. Yeah, pretty much. You smashed uh, someone's face in, but then... Oh, yeah. They, like, fell out of the door, and now everyone's here. They're certainly running that way. Yeah, they're coming this way. Man, remind me next time I'm tier one to take running as a physical skill. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> that's what Fleet of Foot's for, right? Mm-hmm. Unless you're in a boat. <laughs> Ilson and Magpie, you are upstairs and you have heard all these shouts from downstairs. Intruder! Uh, Ilson's going to turn to Magpie. Get whatever is in the drawer out. If it's not the ledger, fine. We could still, it's probably still valuable. I'm going to go see if I can help. Escape the moment you can. Ilsen's going to put on a mask, physical mask, and then check the situation outside from the uh, third floor. What does she see? You see, like, four guards running towards the door you guys had come in. And there's one guard who is, like, on the ground, like, trying to sit up with their face just bleeding profusely. Okay. (laughs) All right, I'm going to try something a little audacious here. Can Ilsen, like, jump to a railing on the stairs that's in full view of everybody, of the guards and uh, Esri? Yeah, I would think so. All right. Then Ilsen will do that and say, Oh, I'm so sorry tonight's events have not gone your way, Little Miss uh, Revolutionary, but it seems that you will no longer be able to stop me and my plans for tonight. And I am trying to make it clear that I am talking to Esri. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to pause for a reaction from Esri. I don't get it. I'm sorry. It's like, I personally don't. So what I'm trying to do is make it seem like Esri was here to stop Ilsen. That Esri is here to help and that she... I think Esri is going to get captured no matter what we do, because Magpie and Ilsen cannot help with these guards. So I'm trying to give Esri a position to, like, talk her way out of this, since she is here to ostensibly help. If you have such a big plan, why are you standing here talking? <laughs> Because I wanted you to know that however you found out about my being here tonight, it is not enough. You have been stopped by these very helpful guards. Thank you, boys. Good luck. One of the guards looks at the others and is like, was that a Margaret the accent? <laughs> <clears throat> so Wilson's going to try to make an exit. She is going to jump and then with her hover ability appear to load up to the next stairwell and then try to escape from the top floor. Okay. Or we start, start making our way up. Amazing. Everybody roll initiative, because we're going to need to roll initiative, but then I need to circle to what Magpie is doing while this is happening. 12? 5. 16? Yeah, so Magpie, Ilsen has run off. You can hear her voice coming down the hall. You're not exactly sure what she's doing, but you are still in this study. I guess. So she's going to try and break into it. Okay. Like, because she's only tier one, you can only, you know, phase through things. Yeah, so are you just going to try to break into it physically, or do you have do you want to try to use tools or something like that? We're going to try and use tools, just maybe. Okay. 14. So the lock seems like it's unlocking normally, but you also notice something a little odd is that when you unlock it, the strap sort of, like, recess a little bit into this cabinet setting. Hmm. Well, because I want to go after the things that were, like, in the recess, Yes. Can we Mm -hmm. just, like, manhandle them out? Yeah, you could take it out, for sure. Okay. I'm very concerned that I'm doing it wrong. You know what? There's no wrong. We're just going to do it. It'd be great. You can only fail forward. Exactly. 
Yes. So you have this ledger in your hands. I mean, it's not really marked on the outside, so... As a reminder, we were told that the ledger would be encoded. So she's going to look in the ledger. It seems to be an incredibly detailed ledger. You recognize the numbers, but the names look like gibberish. It's like somebody came up with, like, a... Almost like a glyph code, but then only wrote it in cursive while drunk. Oh, God. Ugh. Why would you do that? Well, I think she might use her, like, lore dump stat. Just kind of like, okay, we're now aware of the lore of this code. To have lore that would help you with this, it's going to be like an 18 before your training. I mean, cool. She might just not remember. It's fine. It's fine. Fine. We'll just do it. It's fine. Don't bite me in the butt. I got a 17. So now this is part of our lore library. So it's not going to, you're not going to know this particular cipher, but I will say you recognize some of the symbols. Like you've seen like some four bits of this in ciphers before. It's the kind of thing that given time and patience, you could probably crack, but you just sort of recognize some like root notions in the cipher. Okay. Like from other ciphers that were at some point famous in military. Obviously, if they were trying to do a current encryption based off of, you wouldn't use a popular one anymore. I got way more than I expected out of that role. I was Mm -hmm. just saying that I could remember it in the future and be like, haha, this Mm -hmm. is familiar. Now initiative kicks off and Magpie is first. I think we are going to... So we got the book. Mm -hmm. She's going to check out the window to see if that way down is clear. There's still some guards outside the door because they have to kind of file in. Fair. Let's see. They're all waiting. So there's people outside the door? Of the house, yeah. Okay, so hear me out. Is there anything heavy in that room? I mean, it's the study. I mean, there's desks and things like that. She's going to tr- throw a chair out the window. Ooh, okay. So, yeah, you throw this chair out the window. It smashes through the glass and... You hear some commotion at the front door of people, like, looking up, like, up there! And now it is the guards' turn. I'm going to say they're not going to attack Esri just yet because you guys gave your weird little performance about the villain and revolutionary and whatever it was. So they're going to spend their turn looking at Esri, like, what the hell was that? That is a fair thing to do. I'm just saying. Oh, I, I can. I should answer. Um, <laughs> I like to think that there was some like real silence there, like the awkward <laughs> silence. Ezri is still processing. Like, <laughs> we've got to stop them this way, and then she'll start to go up the stairs. Okay, give me a social roll. I think it's fifteen. All right, so twelve for Ezri. I will spend a third of my meager pile of intelligence <laughs> points to make it a nine. Fourteen. Nice. So after some confusion, three of the guards follow you up. Dope. Two of them that are outside, though, back up from the house, looking up at the window, and start pulling out crossbows. Fair. And now it is Ilsen's turn. Where are you going, Ilsen? Ilsen is going to go to the top floor, following the staircase, however far it goes up. Okay. Fleet of foot to help with that. I don't know how far I can get. If you're just going straight up the staircase with Fleet of Foot, I think you could get up there. Because they're also so far behind you. If you're using Fleet of Foot, you can do an action once you get there. <sighs> Is there a window in sight as she gets to the top of the stairs? Yeah, there's a window at the end of the hallway there. Okay. Then I'm going to use my action to get to that window. Okay. Sounds good. Magpie, 
Yes. Wait, wait. You've seen guards. My check was in reaction to what the guards were doing. Was that my turn? Maybe. Depends. Yeah, so I guess you would have had a turn since you were reacting. So let me know what you wanted to do on your turn. I want to use fleet of foot. I have Esri go up the stairs and for her action to jump back down into those guards, knocking them over. Nice. Okay. Give me a might roll of, let's see, because you're jumping down like that and it'll be a surprise, I'm going to give you an asset on this one. So it'll be a 12 to start. Can I get another asset because Ezri is canonically large? Fair. Darn. All right. Anyway, can I get another asset for jumping, being trained in jumping? Yes. So that may get a nine. Okay. And it's might. So I'll spend a level of effort. Six. Starbuck grabbed grab my rolling hand with her paw right when I was about to roll. Telling <laughs> you to not do it. 16. Okay. So you're going to slam into these guards. Nice. Knocking them backwards. Oh, dope. Yeah. So I think you you knock them backwards away and you do some damage to them. Okay. They slam into each other. Magpie, you can see these guards backing up outside and aiming crossbows at the window that you just threw a chair out of. We're going to sneak into a different room. Okay. So I'm going to need from you a stealth roll. There. There's a lot of other stuff going on right now, so I think it's only a stealth roll of nine. I'm trained in sneaking. Mm-hmm. So I got a 12. Okay. So you sneak out into the hallway. Which room are you aiming for? Would Magpie know if there's any rooms with additional doors in them? I don't think you would know that about this location. Okay, then I'm trying to think of the rooms we've been through. We've been in one. I know. We were very lucky and like found the right one very quickly. I guess she's just going to go to the one like not immediately in front of the stairs. You know? Okay. That sounds Mm -hmm. like a good idea. You slip into that room. Yes. It's dark in here, but comfortable. And you hear something moving up ahead in the dark. It sounds like somebody rolling in sheets. Oh, my. She's just going to keep hiding. Don't worry. Okay. We'll deal with that. Well, we deal with it. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. Next up is Esri. No, Esri, having successfully knocked them over, will run outside and trusting her compatriots to make their escape. She will try to distract as many guards as possible by saying, that way, and then running, sprinting across the lawn in the other direction. (laughs) Okay. Give me another social role for these guards. Now, it's much clearer that shit is going down, so they're going to be a little less apt. So it's going to be an 18 to start. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Training, 15, effort, 12, Mm -hmm. Nine. Okay. Okay, you say that, it does not even phase them. So the... Oh, shit, I skipped... I skipped the guards' initiative. It's fine. Don't worry about it. They're broken on the staircase. They don't yeah. get a turn. They're using stair climbing, and that's a whole thing. Did you see who dropped on them? Well, so they're like, using their uh, turn to stand back up. Fair. And then the two guards outside were looking at Magpie, so then... But then Esri came out, yelled at them. They don't believe a word of it, so they're both going to take a swing at Esri. Bring it! But not, like, too hard. <laughs> So make a 15 speed defense roll. No. No, I'll spend one level of speed <laughs> effort. 14. Okay. And make a second one. Oh. 
Let's see what happens. 20. <laughs> nice. Wow. Okay, so you dodge both of these. What would you propose as a major effect? Ooh. I would like to shoot them and have them also fall over. <laughs> okay. It's a shotgun. Full spread. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'll let you get and attack it. So this is going to be a 15. Okay. I'm going to use aggression. So that'll be a 12. And then... Just keep in mind you're making a ranged attack with the shotgun. Oh, shit. Thank you for reminding me of that. I won't be doing that. Instead, spend one level speed effort. Mm -hmm. Seven. I thought that was a one for a second, and I was like, my, how the turntables. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So you attempt to fire at them, and for whatever reason, these guards are just fast, and they sort of predict major. I get to affect the narrative. We get to take a shit on it. Come on. Okay, one of them falls to their knees. Okay. Thank you. Okay, so that was Stace's turn. It is now Ilsen's turn. You're at the top at this window. Can I open the window as a free action? Sure. Then she's going to open the window and then with fleet of foot in conjunction with this, she's going to back up 20 feet and then sprint, dive out through the window, and with the dive, activate her hover. Mm-hmm. And with the momentum of the dive, yeah, fly away from this estate. Yeah. At like five stories up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We'll figure that out later. Okay. Cool. How long does your hover last? Because I'm using the momentum of the movement I already had, it'll last for 10 minutes. Nice. Okay. Okay. So you go flying off through the air. Magpie. Yes. Oh, wait, I forgot. Now you have to roll bed people. The people in the room get to go. Yeah. So just make another stealth roll of 12 in this case. Okay, and then go send a 9 with my training and snicking. 17. Okay. They are basically ignoring you. Nice. Okay, and then uh, what would you like to do for your turn? I'm like trying to sit here and be like, what would. Well, she is very focused on escaping. Would she also be interested in robbing? Are there any, like, loose pants? Just, like, anywhere? <laughs> a wallet? Well, and a shinies in this dark room. Yes. Well, it is dark, so I don't know if you know. I don't know. Maybe she has dark vision. You don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could risk trying to get a light somehow. No. I don't know. I think she's going to work out hiding herself better. Okay. So she can get, like, an advantage on her next stroll. Okay. So you try to slink into an even better hiding position, essentially. Yeah, yes. Okay. You slink, and as you move along, you notice that your hand touches fabric. And then it's the guard's turn. The ones on the stairs are starting to head outside. The one that's on his knees is going to spend his turn just trying to get back up. He's a little shaken. And the other guard is going to take a swing at Ezri. Did I get an actual turn last round? Yes, you did. Because you running by them and saying... So I went before them, then? Yes, because I accidentally skipped them in the initiative. Ah. So it's a 15-speed defense. Seen exactly. Sweet. You dodge it as he swings this, like, a very heavy baton, and he just misses you. And it's your turn. Don't run. <laughs> okay. First, she's going to go a sh- short distance as part of another action, and that action will be... Nope, actually, she's just going to run a long distance. Okay. You run a long distance, you're definitely going to get way ahead of this guard. Hell yeah. He cannot run that fast. So next up are the people in the dark room. 
again, they're busy. So uh, it's going to be because you're already hiding, things like that. So I'm going to say it's going to be a 12 at this time. Oh, it would come down to a 9. 10. They are both heavily involved in whatever they're doing over there. Eating snacks in bed. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're eating. <laughs> snacks. Yeah, so they do not notice you at all in the midst of this. Il said you are way away from anybody following you. In fact, you look back and you see, like, there seem to be guards coming out the first floor door. And as you're flying off, you think you see Ezri go running out the front door and off away from the estate. Uh, that's not what they haven't... Uh, whatever, she's fine. Looking ahead at her trajectory, is there any nearby building that she's going to get near to? Or Ooh. any dark spots that will open up beneath her for a brief moment? Anything like that? What's ahead of her? What, what's, what's ahead of her? Well, so the estate grounds are pretty wide. It's sort of like a show of wealth. Sure. So at least for the initial part of your flight, no, you're not going to see any buildings, but you can see a couple buildings like that look like they're, again, homes. Like, so these are some wealthy merchant's home. It's not as opulent as a senator's home, partly because the senators are not usually just senators. They tend to be the head of their trade organizations. Uh-huh. So, but you see these buildings coming up. They're about four stories tall. So since you don't droop or anything like that, you would have to catch them as you went by if you were trying to grab onto their roof or anything like that. Okay. Is she going to get above those during this turn? Because... At this point, with her hover ability, she's basically just a hockey puck on ice. She's just mm-hmm. can't really control herself without risking dropping from the sky. Yeah, I think you would probably get to the edge of them this turn. Okay. Then for now, I'm going to wait till next turn to do something. For now, I think she just curl up in a ball, cloak around her just to like reduce air resistance and make sure she actually mm-hmm. gets above the building. Yeah. You like start spinning around in a ball like Sonic. <laughs> Totally on purpose. Yeah, exactly. Okay, cool. And Magpie. So you've encountered this fabric. I just realized she wasn't wearing a mask. So she's going to put on her mask. Yeah, I was going to mention that to you. You you canonically were not wearing a mask at all during the transit guild. I know. But we murdered everyone who saw her face, so it's fine. (laughs) No, you didn't. No, we did not. (laughs) Who did we let escape? Uh, there was that second guy in the observation room where we found Ezri who escaped out the other door. Oh, yeah, and the guy who thinks we we had a diarrhea. He thinks you had diarrhea. All comes back to diarrhea. Okay, yeah. Magpie and Ezri had diarrhea. <laughs> when? That's how we got into the transit guild. Making diarrhea. It was a cover story, and by we, <laughs> you mean Magpie, right? Yeah, Ezri wasn't there for that one. Ezri was already there for that one. Yeah. Esri was the friend who... Magpie did imply that it was Esri who had the diarrhea. Magpie had gotten over her diarrhea in another location. They weren't going to double wreck the bathroom. So yeah, she's going to put on her mask, and she's going to, like, as quietly as possible, inspect the cloth. Okay, the cloth seems to be a very thick fabric that is hanging from somewhere above. Oh, fuck. (laughs) They look almost like really fancy curtains. Fuck. She's going to... Does she still have turn left? Or is that all for turn? Yeah, you still have turn left. Okay, because she's now assuming she's underneath the bed, and she would like to try and sneak underneath the bed. Okay. <laughs> that is going to be an 18. <laughs> you mean they have, like, a, the bed isn't, like, elevated? 
It's elevated, but you're going to be going closer to them. How distant are their curtains from their bed? I, I don't think they've squeezed the bed right next to the window. Oh, I thought this was like they were being super fancy and had like, you know, one of those... Like four-post bed curtains. Yes, curtains. that's what I thought it was. Mm. So it's a window curtain. No, I said curtains because I assumed that you wouldn't want to get closer as you were hiding. From them. Listen, Linda, I just assumed they had a princess bed with a canopy. <laughs> that's what it's called, a canopy. And they're often made out of curtains. Or a mosquito net, whatever. I'm not, not judging. So are you still sneaking under the bed? God, no. If we're right next to a goddamn window, is the window open? Can she hear the breeze? Evens are up? Window is not open. Damn it. Just gonna slowly start phasing through that thing. We're, we're, we're going for it. Yep. I'm so sorry, Esri. So you phase through this window and you get across the other side. We established in your session zero that you are comfortable doing this out windows. So. Yes. I'm going to say that you don't fall. That Good. I don't break my neck. You're phasing through in a way so that you catch. Okay, so now you are Spider-Man to the side of the building over this window. As one should be. Mm-hmm. I assume that's my turn. Yeah. The guards, one guard is still chasing after Ezri, but like, there's no chance. He's so far behind. <laughs> but the other guards are now looking around. It has not occurred for them to look up yet. But that is probably inevitable at some point. Esri, you are out of harm's way. You know that somebody was probably still chasing you, but you're so far ahead. Oh, she's going to run another long distance into the night. Okay, okay. Really? Running down a rich person district. Okay. Ooh, they're going to call the neighborhood watch on you. I thought it was quite a big yard. She had to run across the... Yeah, you're like at the edge of the yard now. Well, she's going to keep running, but she'll try to cut between buildings or like whatever. Okay, so give me a stealth roll of 12. Two. Okay. (laughs) As you're running between buildings and you could come out one alley and are, you know, continuing to run down the street, you notice somebody in a deep purple cloak turn and watch you go by. And you know this is the uniform of the cops. The purple cloak, the very nice mask only adorned with a badge number. And you see their head tilt as you run by them. All right. There's got to be commotion that they should be hopefully torn by. Okay. The people in the room don't get a turn, or rather, Magpie is safely away from them. And since they had these like thick, almost like blackout curtains there, they did not see you slip out. And so you don't have any immediate worries of them looking out a window. And Dilsen, what are you doing? She is going to try to land on this four story building. Mm-hmm. I think she's just going to do that by using her hover ability to kind of control her trajectory, which means that it, this only lasts for an action. So okay. after a few seconds, the ability cuts out. Okay, cool. So yeah, you land yourself on top of this roof. All right. Is that, I think that's my action, right? That's your action. You could still move if you wanted to. Uh, No, I think instead of moving, she's going to get down low on the roof and make sure that she is well hidden. Oh, okay. Um, give me a stealth roll of nine. Trained in stealth, that's a six. Nine. Perfect. Okay. Yeah, you slip down underneath, uh, down to the edge of this roof, so you feel very well hidden. Magpie, you're clinging to this wall. 
Is this on the third floor or the second floor? This is, I think you guys were on the third floor. Okay. Mm-hmm. Before she starts, just, just, just going kind to of quick look down, make sure no one's underneath her. You don't currently see any guards underneath you. And then she's going to make her descent, but she's going to go, like, diagonal, so she doesn't, like, descend right in front of another window. <laughs> Good call. That's a smart call. <laughs> I yeah. thought this time. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a climbing roll of 12. Okay. I got a 13. Okay. You manage to keep your grip as you go down this diagonal approach on the building, and you reach the ground. Evens or odds, Alex? Fuck me. Um, odd. Stace, roll die. Tell me if you get even or odd. Even. Fuck. One guard kind of comes around the corner and sees you standing there, and they're like, they already have, like, a baton ready. They're like, who are you? My turn again? Because everyone else has able to escape? That's what the guard is saying. He is approaching with his baton. That's his turn. Oh, we are just going to use my amazing skills that I've never properly used before. Yeah, we'll see. Ezri. Oh, Ezri's just going to run another long distance. Okay. Okay. Ilsen. Ilsen is going to... So she's going to try to change up her look real quick. She's going to pull up her pants so they're more like above the knee now. Take off her cloak, wrap that like a skirt, and then kind of like pull up her sleeves a little bit so like a t-shirt. She'll take the mask off, put that in her bag, and then change her face. Oh, no, wait. I can't do that. I can't do that because face morph just changes my face and not my, like, arms and legs. Mm-hmm. Okay, screw all that. I think she's going to start kind of hopping from roof to roof with her hover ability to help in mm-hmm. the direction of a nearby or the nearest uh, lift that she knows of. Okay. So lift going down on the Warrens probably won't be in this neighborhood, so you're going to have to... You've got a ways to go. Okay. Then until she at least gets out of the neighborhood, she's going to travel by rooftop okay. where possible. Sounds good. Give me one stealth roll of nine. Probably a, not necessary, but I'm going to spend a level of speed effort to bring that to a three with my training. Sixteen. Okay. You leap unnoticed across buildings. Magpie, this guard is approaching with a big stick. She's going to just declare, did you see them? With persuasion and peacefully opening communication. Okay. God by that skill, didn't you? Peacefully opening communication. Yeah. And I just remembered that I had allowed you guys to double up on two skills now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. So it would be a 15. It's now a 9. 18. Okay. And what did you say to them again, exactly? Did you see them? Yeah, we saw You know, one of them ran off that way. The other one ran up, the, up inside the house. I'm not sure where. Okay. I'm kind of new, so I'll take the guy outside. You go back inside and find the one in the house. There's people inside. We don't want them to get hostages. Oh, oh okay. Okay, I think I'm going to need a, another one for that. So it'll be a nine with all your stuff. A 20. Okay. So they buy it and they go running around. What would you like to propose as a major effect? That it won't be suspicious when she just starts sprinting across the lawn. Okay. So I think definitely Magpie... You get away from this estate totally fine. Esri, you make it out of the neighborhood pretty quickly after. And are you heading for the lifts? Are you heading for the stairs? How do you want to get down into the Warrens? If that's where you're going. I mean, that is where she would try to go. So the guard that was chasing you from the estate, you can't even see them. There's no sign of them whatsoever. The cop looked at you strangely. Yeah. The cop. But didn't immediately chase you. He was like sort of reaching into his coat and 
fiddling for something when he watched you go by. Okay. Yeah, she's going to head to the lift and break line of sight while she's doing it. Another long distance. Okay, that's easy to do. Um, you're way ahead of him. Okay, so yeah, you, you get away. You guys are all essentially away. So if you guys want to rendezvous somewhere, you guys can head in that direction. I would assume that we would agree that the rendezvous is the Enclave. Ezri would have wanted to set up a different rendezvous away from the Enclave. Okay, then yeah, I, whatever Ezri said was the uh, rendezvous. Okay, what did Ezri say was the rendezvous? I'm going to say some... I don't know if there would be like any deserted areas in the Warrens, like other abandoned houses or abandoned construction. She would have picked something like that. Yeah, I mean... If the rendezvous was on the same tier as the Enclave, there's a whole bunch of, like, effectively, like, condemned buildings on that tier. Good call with the tier, though. So I'd say one tier down. Okay. Okay, so you guys are just going down to the first tier, essentially, in order to meet up. The first tier below the uh, Enclave. So, yeah, you go down to the fourth tier, then, which is coincidentally only two tiers away from people that hired you. So you guys, I assume, are all planning to rendezvous there. So then you guys have all met up at this location on the fourth tier. Magpie clearly has the ledger. We hope. And what do you guys do? All right. That didn't go awful, awfully. Yeah, not too bad. I'm going to take an action recovery roll. <laughs> you got the ledger, Magpie? I mean, I got what was in the drawer. Okay. Is it the ledger? You tell me, and she's going to throw it at Elson's face. Okay, all yes. right. What was, what's that for? No, it's like a toss, you know, like catch. Like, huh? She's not like belting it with you in the face with it like a sibling. That's <laughs> the vibe I'm getting, though. I mean. It's like the kind of thing where it's not a hard toss, but it's the kind of toss that's deliberately meant to make somebody like <laughs> yeah. have to juggle quickly because it's unexpected. Yeah. <laughs> she will inspect it and just see if she notices anything that sticks out to her. So the names are definitely in some sort of code. A very blurry, weird code, but it all falls very meticulous and one might even say large numbers. Oh. Are there dates? Or at least are, if there are dates, are they decrypted or readable at all? If there are dates, which you would assume there would be because it's a ledger that does look at being encrypted. Okay. All right. Then could she kind of page through and see if there's like a, the lines with the biggest numbers on there? Are there like certain symbols or just collections of symbols that appear often? You're going to have to give me some sort of intellect roll here to notice a pattern when you're flipping through. This would be different. Like, I, I guess it depends on how long you're going to spend doing it. Are you thinking about just flipping through it or are you thinking about spending 20 minutes looking at it? I have an idea. As you say, Ilson, can you flip through that in 30 seconds or less? <gasps> I sure. All right. Well, use this and she'll uh, hand over the memory recorder. Allows wearer to mentally record everything seen for 30 seconds and store in personal memory. Ah, and long-term memory too. Like you remember it exactly. Oh shit! Uh, <laughs> is this ledger like full to the brim? Because she'll first kind of pick out the pages that are written upon. Yeah, so it's about two thirds full. Ezra will pull out her glow globe, but like kind of keep it half tucked under her coat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. She will do that. Okay. So you inject yourself with this cipher, and you feel like. There's a moment where, you know how in movies where they show the pupils dilating up close to show that there's some really incredible thing happening in the mind? Mm -hmm. And even though that's not necessarily a thing in the ninth world, but 
you suddenly have a feeling like you can almost like feel something stretching in your eyes. Ilsen gets this sort of like wild, wide-eyed stare. <laughs> yeah, she'll just start like, oh, everything's so easy now, and then start like flipping through the pages as fast as she can while still okay. seeing the whole pages. Most recent first. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, that's a, yeah. She will start at the back and work her way uh, farther back. Ah, good call. Okay. Roll me a d6. Da, 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 da. I rolled a one. I score. It's a good one, right? It's number one. You get through a, a chunk of it, not all the way to the end, mm-hmm. but you get through what you think is like the first third okay. of these things before you feel yourself kind of like slip out of it. You can still read it, obviously, but you won't be able to memorize it line per line like you would for the rest of it. Yeah. Okay. All right. I wasn't able to get everything. There's a lot of content here, but uh, I at least got probably the most recent third of this uh, ledger. So. Right. So how long should we uh, lay low here or get moving? Where's the drop? They'll send tell Esri where the drop is. It's on tier six. It's one of the Risker's warehouses. Let's get this out of our hands. Okay. You just heading there? What time of day is it? I mean, it's still the middle of the night. Okay. Then, yeah, I think we going down. Okay. So you go down to the sixth tier and you make your way to the Brisker's warehouse that Odalai told you to go to. When you knock at the door, one of the briskers opens it. One you haven't seen before, but a big guy. Huge. Like, even bigger than Ezri. No! Boo! (laughs) In height or in mass? Both. Both. Damn it. Mm. We have to kill him now. There can only be one. Ezri gets moody and nobody's quite sure why. Yeah. He's like Dave Bautista. (gasps) So big. (laughs) You the ones, uh, Odalai hired? Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, he's he's not here yet. He's off sleeping still. But you can drop it with me. I've got your payment right here. Magpie sticks out her hand for the payment. I'll show you mine if you show me yours. I'd rather see Odalai. Well, then you're going to have to wait. Wake him up. He doesn't sleep here. All right. Well, do you have a few chairs for us to wait inside with? I suppose. Deck of cards as well. Yeah, we've got some cards. Come on in. And he leads you in to this warehouse and leads you over to this office on the side where he opens the door and shows you in and he motions to another brisker to head over to the other door and he comes in with you and just sort of leans against the wall. Can we just vibe check as we're being escorted in? Like, does it seem like there be a trap or anything or is this just like they're being cautious, we're being cautious, everyone's just being cautious and cool and chill? Yeah, I mean, give me something to, for that. It's like, it'll be like a nine intellect-based being trained in lies and trickery, could I leverage that to be, like, seeing lies and trickery, if any are present? Ezri wants to help. Okay. So that's a six, that's a three, then, for you. That's a gimme. Oh, so it's just a gimme. Like, this doesn't feel like a trap. It just feels like you guys are clearly thieves. That's the job that you were on. Mm-hmm. And they're not just going to leave you alone in the corner of a warehouse. Okay. Ezri will rest in carb load. <laughs> So you sit down in this office and Magpie, they don't really have like glass windows on this office. It's sort of cut holes you can see out and you can see in the distance a couple briskers moving a table and sitting on it is a weird looking diamond shaped object that looks very much like what Singlin sends you to get. And that's where we'll end this episode. Nice. So, stay something about this episode. Ooh. Well, I would say calibrating our tier 
to <laughs> to the challenges. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the job went apparently well so far, and a successful heist, which is rare mm-hmm. for yeah. us as a group. <laughs> I think what helped is that we knew to run like almost immediately. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We like we're dialing it in. We're like, yeah, running is the better part of valor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we have a segment that we do each week called Player Intrusions. That's where we offer you, the listener, an XP to check out something that we think you'd really dig. This week, it is my turn, and I will offer you all an XP if you check out the Exit series by Thames and Cosmo. They're essentially a, an escape room in a box. Oh, sweet. So they come in this little cardboard box, never throw out the packaging, because sometimes there's stuff that's important on it. Mm. And the way it's organized is you'll get a booklet with like a little story to set you off of what you're trying to do. And sometimes there'll be different like strange items that you pop out of the paper to use to solve different puzzles. And you get a deck of riddle cards that you encounter when you see them on some sort of writing or anything like that. And the riddle card will be some sort of hint where you have to use whatever part of the game you're in or part of the storyline. It could be a page in the booklet. It could be something about the box. It could be using one of the strange items. You may have to cut up something and rearrange it in order to get it to work. And it won't always be explicit about that. And, you know, that comes with that. And it's got a deck of answer cards because you're each time you figure out one of the riddles, it gives you three numbers and a shape. And you have a dial that you turn to get the answer card number to check to see if you've got the right code or if it could be the right code or if you did nail it and you solved that riddle card. And they have help cards too, but you know, don't don't touch the help cards. That's no fun. <laughs> but yeah, so they're really fun games. We've played, I think like six of them with friends at this point. They're just fun. You, you can time yourself or you can just sort of casually do it over an evening, but they're always super fun, really creative. Actually, just this last weekend, we played The Gate Between Worlds, which was a really cool one where you had to like go between different worlds and you would get like some of them were poster maps and you had to compare the maps to different other parts of the stuff. It was really cool. But they're a lot of fun. They're very satisfying to complete. Be aware, though, that they are designed because a lot of times you have to cut things up. They're not replayable in most cases. I think there's like maybe one or two where you don't destroy stuff in the process of playing it. But it's cool because they make sure that everything in the box is recyclable as a result. Oh, very cool. So that after you're done, you can just toss everything back in the box and put it in the recycling. But the exit games are super fun. The difficulty between their level ratings are pretty big jumps. So I would start off at like a, like a two or something like that, or maybe a one if you're just, if you're not used to doing like little escape room in a box games or anything like that. But yeah, they're they're really fun. And once you start to get the hang of the way they think, they've done some very cool things with different puzzles in those. So highly recommend Exit the Game. There's a whole series of them. We haven't gotten through them all, and I always get excited whenever we find a new one locally that we can pick up. If people wanted to tell us about their Exit the Game experiences or the podcast, how would they do that, Samson? Well, we have a website, obviously, explorerswanted.fm. On there, you'll find all our socials. On Instagram and Facebook, we are still at Explorers Wanted Podcast. On Mastodon, we are at Explorers Wanted at Dice.camp. But our main social media website at the moment is our Discord, explorerswanted.fm slash Discord. Come there to hang out with us. Why don't you? 
Also, if it is within your means and you're feeling generous, patreon.com slash explorers want is a great place to support us. Also, please use our Dice Philly code with Die Hard Dice. Explorers want to check out, get 10% off your order. And if you can't financially support us, we totally understand. The best thing you can do for us, as I say every week, is tell your friends, tell them why you like the show, why they should listen to it. If they haven't listened to you and listened yet, you should follow up with them. You know, send that follow-up email, that follow-up text. Show up at their door. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how you guys' relationships work. Me either. <laughs> Second best thing you could do is leave us a five-star written review on a podcast directory like Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. It makes such a huge difference for people checking out the show. And if you didn't like the podcast, or if you just thought it was meh, well, you look a little off. Rough day? Was that one coworker being an asshole again? Or was it that weird look a stranger gave you as you stumbled over your own words? Well, don't worry. I'm sure it's not important. Life's just a game, right? Oh, wait. You did that? Shit, friend. I hope you saved. <laughs> if you want to reach out to us individually on social media, you can. You can find me on Mastodon as Daniel at Anderlich, A-N-D-R-L-I-K. Org. You can find me occasionally on our Discord. I'm Stace Windu. I don't like these psychological attacks you're bringing to your outros. <laughs> I'm at Slam Potato on Twitter and at Slam Potato at Dice.Camp on Mastodon. I have no coworkers, so yes, I was an asshole today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Two with a Unicorn on Twitch and Threads, and I'm in the Discord. I think I'm giving up on Twitter because I refuse to be part of X. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's it for us. Hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back next week as we will for every week in the foreseeable future. Have a good night, day, weekend, or whatever you're listening to this. And bye! bye. bye.